Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Serious Olympic Podcast. This is Keith Hayden. Hey, I just wanted to give you a quick announcement before we get into today's episode about the Serious Olympic audiobook. And that's right, the audiobook is in production right now. And I'm doing something unique in the audiobook world. I'm actually releasing my audiobook as a private podcast. So I'm kind of combining both of my uh, favorite hobbies into one thing. So it's pretty cool. If you go to my website, keithhayden.net, and go to buy the book now, the audiobook now, you're going to reach the page. You're going to get all the details about how you can get access to the private podcast link and how you can listen to the audiobook on my website. So right now, episodes or chapters, I should say, one through three are available on my website, but I'm going to be producing more. Obviously, there's more than three chapters in the book. So go there, check out the audiobook, listen to... And listen and enjoy the story from, as told by me and my lovely wife that actually helps me with some of the voice acting. All right, let's get into today's episode. The face looked old, with indentation marks deeply set in the forehead from a lifetime of dissatisfaction with others and himself. He wore a dark blue shirt, black jeans, and brown hiking boots simple clothing. His shoulder-length hair was completely silver and appeared to glow under the soft lighting of the balcony. The eyes were the same, still bold and captivating, with a touch of melancholy from all they had seen. I think writing a good bad guy can be difficult for some writers. Um... I think it it's just good it's just tough to write a good one, you know, that's believable, that's interesting and that still fills the primary purpose of, you know, serving as an obstacle to what the main protagonists want. And I think there's a few reasons for this. One of them being that it's easy to get lazy about writing and creating them. Um and Writing the good reasons why, what, what, I'm not, I'm not talking right this morning. <laughs> it's pretty early when I'm, when I'm recording this. Um, and just giving them good reasons to be bad, you know. They're just bad because they're bad, right? End of story. You know, you get that a lot in cartoons and stuff and in certain types of movies sometimes. They typically represent many of the things that the primary protagonists desire to happen in the story, but like the opposite. So they're just, like I said, they're like the obstacle to them. You know, I can remember growing up, you know, I mentioned cartoons. I remember growing up watching shows like G.I. Joe and Ninja Turtles. Those were two cartoons that I, that I watched a lot when I was a kid. And one thing I remember from those shows is the bad guys in those shows. So G.I. Joe... It was usually Cobra Commander and his crew, and in Ninja Turtles, it was usually the Shredder and his gang of mutant bad guys. You know, both of them, while they could be a source of comedy at times, of course, especially Shredder, you know, sometimes he just had these really funny moments. It was especially like some of the exchanges between him and Krang, you know, I remember those, I remember laughing a lot. Um, anyway, um... They were usually just bad because they represented, stood for, or fought for the opposite of what the heroes did. 
I mean, Cobra Commander was the leader of a terrorist group, literally a terrorist group. Shredder was also the leader of a terrorist group, even though his, you know, they were a little bit more like a street gang and just a little bit more goofy, the Foot Clan, right? Their position alone enough was enough to make them bad for the sake of most viewers and for me as a kid. But now that I'm growing up, the line between what's good guys or who's good guys and bad guys is often so blurry that it's hard to say who's truly good and bad sometimes, you know, in the real world. My goal in my novel was to capture this nuance with many of my characters, including the primary antagonist, Janus. So here are a few basic facts about Janus, with as few spoilers as possible for those who have not read the entire book yet. So by the time the main events of the story kick off, Janus is already in his early 60s. He's one of the original founders of Sirius. Um, let's see, what else can I say here without spoiling anything? Uh, and his primary aim is to prepare humanity for the future. There, I think I did it without spoiling and that's all I'm going to say here. I think another challenge for writing good antagonists for many writers, me included, is that since most people see themselves as good in general, you know, the you know, be the hero of your own story, especially nowadays with, you know, popularity of like superhero movies and stuff. It can be really difficult to get inside of the head of someone who is a bad person in a believable way. I would argue that most people probably spend most of their lives trying to be good people, at least. They don't always do good things, but they want to do good according to moral, ethical, or a religious compass that they deem to be correct. This is the primary reason, in my opinion, that many antagonists come off as very flat and underdeveloped characters in a lot of stories. A lot of writers pour a larger portion of their emotional investment into their protagonists or protagonist, you know, if there's only one. Because in many cases, they are a direct reflection of how those characters see and view the world. So it's easy to give them a complex inner world, conflicting emotions, and otherwise make them interesting. Because they are that person. That I mean... That was one thing I wanted to avoid with Sirius and Lemnick. I didn't want to write myself into a novel. I feel like a lot of writers do that. You can just tell. Just read the description. It's like, oh, okay, this is them. You know, and, and that's fine. You know, a lot of fiction writers do that. But um, I thought it would be more interesting for me as a writer to write a story in which this is not me. You know, these are characters that exist in this world. You know, this is more interesting for me. But anyway most antagonists don't get that type of attention they just get thrown in and they're like okay we got to have a bad guy to the good guy because that's what stories got to have so um they often end up serving as the dark brooding cool uncaring angry lust-filled you know insert your bad guy trope here caricature for attributes attributes that most the societies deem as bad 
Um, and you can just tell, like, he, he, she's super greedy. She's super hateful, lustful. He wants power, you know, like, rule the world type thing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's a lot of them out there. A lot of tropes. I mean, yeah, I started mentioning them just now. You know most of them. You know, greed, lust, excessive anger, uncaring, controlling, dominant, sexist, racist, blasphemer, terrorist. Seriously, think about the bad guy in any recent media you've consumed, and they probably fall into one of the above categories as far as the reasons why they're bad. I really wanted to avoid making Janus a cardboard cutout of a villain in that manner. I wanted to give him the same nuance that I afforded to my protagonists. I think that makes him more interesting in the end. As I mentioned earlier, I think it's hard for many writers to make good villains because of the simple fact that deep down, most of us consider ourselves good people, just trying to do the right thing most days of our lives. So that makes jumping the task of jumping into the skin of someone who doesn't think that way much more challenging. And I was no exception to this. I remember I was about finished with the first draft, and I really wasn't satisfied with the way that I had written Janus. You know, I'd already thought of his backstory, and, you know, I had already written most of the book by that point, but to me, he still kind of read like a fairly generic antagonist. And as I mentioned before, I wanted him to have more depth. So... Uh, this is going to be an, uh, not an interesting story, I guess. Uh, just, I don't know. Maybe some of you find it interesting. but So I remember I sat down to write one afternoon, and I intentionally put myself in a dark place. Like, no joke. Like, I seriously, like, I listened to, like, dark and brooding music. Um, I think I pulled up, like, villain bad guy music on playlist on YouTube and I found like a list of songs that somebody had put together like oh music for bad guys or something it's mostly like video game music and some like movie soundtrack songs but it was it, it got me like there and I just started to do research you know I started to look up um, controversial figures that most people in most societies around the world would consider to be bad guys and I'm using air quotes over here you know People like Hitler, Mao Zedong, hell, Donald Trump, you know. Um, I just wanted to find examples of people that could be real villains in real life. So after a few hours of research and, you know, having this dark mood around me, um, I settled on Mao Zedong as the key exemplar, man, I should probably know how to say his name because I do know some Mandarin Chinese, but I'm I'm just thinking in English right now, and I don't have the, I, I don't know the specific characters for his name. I apologize for that, but uh, I settled on him for the key exemplar for badness to inspire Janus's character. So for those in the Western world who are unfamiliar with him, Mao Zedong was a Chinese leader back in the 20th century who was basically responsible for leading China through its transition from a poor, mostly agricultural economy at the beginning of the century to the hybrid communist capitalist country that we know today. You know, he, he didn't, 
I think he died in like the 1970s or something. But yeah, he I, he didn't. He's not still alive, but he pretty much laid the foundation for modernizing China, you know, as we know it today. He was influential for China during World War II, and he really helped reorganize Chinese society to lay the foundation for what we know today. He did this by issuing sweeping reforms around the country and by killing a lot of people who didn't agree or were resistant to his methods. Now, most historical figures, at least from my perspective as an American, who are associated with China and communism are automatically considered bad. I mean, it's just, you know, I grew up with that kind of, you know, the shadow of the Cold War, right? You know, in the 90s and anything that's communist is bad, you know, in general, in American society, in the American mind. Here was a man, Mao Zedong, who rose to power beginning with activist behavior when he was a child and carried that same fighting spirit with him his entire life in order to lead and change a nation. You know, I'm not condoning the guy's methods, you know, and I actually, I have to admit, like, I don't really know the specific, all the specific policies that he enacted that killed so many people, but I, I just know that from what I read, it's, yeah, it was rough. But the guy got a lot of things done in one lifetime. So that was kind of what I was trying to go for with my antagonist with Janus. As I mentioned in a few episodes prior to this one, Sirius and Limnik is about perspectives. And the perspective of the bad guy is one that usually that's usually minimally explored in most stories. And I didn't want that for my novel. Can I just take a second and mention some of the villain tropes that I can't stand and that I see in so many movies and TV shows nowadays, especially with the popularity of those Marvel movies, man. I I, I just, as an aside, I just am so tired of those those types of movies. <laughs> you know, just, it's been like almost 20 years. It, it has been 20 years and it's like, they're still pumping out the same and, and it's just endless, you know, they're pulling from these comic books and, um, just adapting these stories and it obviously is making a lot of money obviously a lot of people like it but i'm just i don't know it just feels like kind of the same type of movie just repackaged every time to me but there's good thing i like good there's good things about the movies too you know there's really good action scenes and stuff but anyway anyway i'm not, I'm not a superhero comic book type of guy so um back to what i was talking about i think many of the villain tropes are are that are used so often in a lot of movies, not just the Marvel movies, but just other movies in general, are often kind of, they can become off as kind of lazy, right? You know, um, the way they explain the way these antagonists are bad. And I, I, like I said, I get tired of seeing the same ones over and over again. So here's a list of, of tropes that I made ahead of time. And I'll read them here um, for bad guys, why they're bad. Parents died in a car crash. So deep down, they're sad and angry at the world. This one's for protagonists and antagonists. Car crash is like, 
okay, the parents died, you know, they're sad, they're depressed, so, you know, they gotta be bad. Or good. Wants to rule the world. Yeah, I mentioned that one earlier, that one. All the time. Ultimate power. Ugh. They're really just lonely and want companionship. That one goes along with car crash. You can pair that one with anything, but... Um, mentally ill. That's another one that's used a lot. They're actually being manipulated or controlled by some entity or even another person. That's a very popular one in, uh, in like, Disney movies and stuff. Power hungry. Narcissistic, you know. They, they're bad because they're those things. Revenge for some type of past trauma. That's another popular one. Superior intellect and wants to destroy those who are beneath them. That's another one. Superbly attractive and can get any person they want. You know, I was thinking like more like romance movies and stuff. So that's all the ones I could come up with. Maybe you could come up with more if you're listening to this. But, um, you know, I was talking about the Marvel movies and I'm kind of criticizing them a little bit. I mean, they're really top-notch movies. Uh, I'm just kind of hating a little bit. But at the same time, um, I think the popularity of those movies for the past two decades... Because of those movies, more and more people have been regularly exposed to this good versus evil trope that we like to view in the world. And trust me, I get it. The real world is a complex place where good and evil are often a matter of perspective rather than objective truth. And it can be reassuring to escape into a world where things are clearly labeled as this is good, this is bad. But some of these tropes can, when used without any other storytelling tools, they just can come off as lazy and very uninteresting to me. I definitely pulled from the above list when designing Janus. I'm going to have to, um, I admit, of course, there are some tropes in there. But at the same time, it's my hope that readers find him to be more than just a cliche villain with cliche motives. You know, I want them to see him as a full character. When I think back on the times in my life that I've acted as a villain in someone else's eyes, uh, I'm quickly reminded of what I said at the beginning of this session. Even though I always want to do the right thing, there are times when in certain scenarios, whether it's in traffic, at the store, at work, or in a relationship, you know, or in my marriage, you know, where I become the antagonist in someone else's story. And it's just sometimes just due to the circumstances. I wanted to bring this thought process to all of the characters in the book, including, of course, Janus. This is something that I hope readers pick up on and walk away thinking about long after they finish the novel. Music for the Serious and Limbic podcast was provided by Ryan Fonger. For more information about Sirius and Limnick, visit keithhayden.net and subscribe or follow at kh underscore author on Twitter. For future episodes, subscribe and follow the Sirius and Limnick podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, as well as the Amazon Music app.